This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Ballads can be some of the more difficult jazz standards to solo over top of because they're typically played at fairly slow tempos and there's usually a lot of space in between each chord. And now that may seem like a bit of a luxury for those who struggle with playing over up tempos, but believe me when I say that soloing over top of slow tempos on ballads can be just as difficult, if not more difficult, than playing at up tempos. So in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you a cool little technique called sidestep two fives that can actually help you fill in more of that space, create more harmonic movement, and therefore give you more options and more creativity in your jazz ballad playing. Ready for it? Let's do this. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Uh, thanks for being here today. Do appreciate you. Now, we haven't talked about ballads for quite a while on this show. In fact, I, I believe there may have only been one other instance where we talked about jazz ballad playing on episode 59, where I give five tips for playing jazz ballads like an expert, which are great tips. And I would highly suggest uh, going way back into the vault and checking that out after this episode if you want some more advice on playing ballads. But in today's episode, we're going to talk about spicing up our ballad playing and kind of digging into that bit of that pain point that I mentioned in the intro, which is there being a lot of space to work with. And again, while that may seem like a luxury in some uh, perspective, it's actually kind of difficult, I find, to create really great, cool, melodic ideas when you really have chords stretching out for long periods of time and little harmonic movement. So we're going to be looking into this technique called sidestep to fives, which kind of sounds like what it's called, sidestepping from the normal changes, adding some new changes in using a two five pattern, cycling in fourths, and connecting it to a chord that is actually in the harmony. Now, this will become very clear in just one second. Now, we're going to be using uh, an etude from... Inside my Inner Circle membership that uh, my good friend Keelan Dimmick composed for our members, uh, we're studying Misty this month, the ballad Misty, and he really included a lot of sidestep two fives in his etude. So we're going to be going over some licks uh, that he composed in that etude as examples of how you can start implementing this particular strategy in your jazz ballad playing. Before we jump into that, today's podcast episode is sponsored by my LGS Inner Circle membership, which is a membership that offers monthly jazz standard studies in our jazz standards club. Like I mentioned, this month we're studying the ballad Misty, which includes etudes and exercises and all kinds of resources, and also all of my courses and premium programs such as 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, Jazz Blues Accelerator, How to Play What You Hear, and so on and so forth. Uh, as well as live monthly Q&A sessions, 
where you can ask me any question. And if you can't make it to the live session, you can do a replay as well. And then just a really awesome community of other like-minded musicians, all kinds of musicians playing all sorts of instruments, gathering together, working on things together, lifting each other up, encouraging each other, and improving together. So if you're interested in that and you think that could be a good fit for you, go to ljsinnercircle.com, check it out, sign up, become a member. We'd love to have you join our jazz family. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in to Sidestep 2-5s over Ballads. All right, so we're going to go over uh, kind of at first just what some of the chords are in the ballad Misty, because when we understand what the chords are, then we can understand the chord changes that we're going to be adding uh, with these little licks that I'm about to show you. But first, let's just play the melody to get a refresher of what that sounds like. So that's just the first A section there. And so let's go over what those first eight bars are, because the first version of Sidestep 2-5 comes actually in the second bar, but you need to know the context first. So this tune is in the key of Concert E-flat major, okay? So Concert E-flat major. So that's the one chord. So look at me, I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree. Funny lyrics, but it, we have two five to a flat major so that would be a b flat minor seven and an e flat seven in bar two to an a flat major seven in bar three and a flat major seven is the four chord in e flat major so again the one chord is e flat major seven and then we go to a two five into the four chord so b flat minor seven e flat seven to a flat major seven and then we do something that's called a deceptive cadence. Then we go and turn that A flat major seven into an A flat minor seven and then a D seven. Uh, it's also called a backdoor dominant because then it resolves to an E flat major seven. Now, I, if you don't know those terms that I'm talking about, deceptive cadence, backdoor dominant, I've covered those in other podcast episodes, so I'm not going to cover that right now. And those aren't really the point, but just to make sure that you understand the context of that harmony. So one more time, E flat major seven for one bar, and then B flat minor seven, E flat seven, and then A flat major seven, and then A flat minor seven, D flat seven, back to the one chord, okay? So I'm going to play a quick piano recording of what this particular lick sounds like. It's actually in the second A section that Keelan Dimmick wrote this particular line, but take a listen to it, then I'll explain what the sidestep is. So here's that one more time. So over top of the one chord, E flat major seven, it goes. OK, 
Okay? All that is over the E flat major 7, the one chord. Then we go to the B flat minor 7th chord, right? We're going to the A flat major, and it goes... Right? B flat major 7. Okay, so that's all over B flat minor 7, so... Now here's where the sidestep comes in. So we're supposed to go from the B flat minor 7 to the E flat 7, but instead we go... Okay, now what's happening there? The chord changes are E minor 7 to A7. Okay, E minor 7 to A7, as if it's a 2-5 going into D major 7, which it's not going to arrive there. What it's going to do is go E minor 7, A7 to A flat major 7. So what is the E minor 7, A7 doing, this 2-5 progression here? That's not resolving to D major 7, but it's resolving to A flat major 7. Well, it is sidestepping the E flat 7. So instead of E flat 7, we have E minor 7, A7. So now it's E flat major 7 for one bar, to B minor 7 for two beats, and then E minor 7, A7, A flat major 7. So... Let me try that again. All right, so that is A flat major, uh, E minor seven to A seven to A flat major seven. So let's analyze that really quick. This particular type of sidestep. So the main thing I want to draw your attention to is that the five. So it's E minor seven is the two, A seven is the five, right? A7 is a chromatic half step above A flat major 7. So the main thing is the side step is that A7 is resolving to the A flat major 7. So you can think of this particular type of side step as the dominant 7th chord is going to be resolving to the A flat major 7 or the uh, the 4 chord here a half step above. Now the other way you can think of it too of course as the side step goes is Instead of the E flat seven, a half step up is E minor seven. So instead of E flat seven, just a chromatic half step up is E minor seven. So you can think to yourself, if you ever want to do this, you can go, all right, so instead of the five chord here, I'm going to go a half step up with the minor seventh chord, a quote unquote two chord, and then a five chord, a seven in this particular case, that resolves down to A flat major seven. So... B minor, B flat minor seven, E flat seven, A flat major seven. But in this case, B flat minor seven, E minor seven, A flat or A seven to A flat major seven. Does that make sense? So when you create your lines, you can superimpose that sidestep to five to add more harmony and more creativity if you want into the changes. So it sounds really nice. Right? Sounds really good and adds more color and extra texture to the line. Now, this next sidestep I want to show you is actually the same kind of sidestep, but with a slightly different context. And the way this one kind of sounds is as if you're really just playing this sharp 11 of the 5 chord 
arriving back to the one chord. But if you're a harmonic player, or even if you want to add more information than this particular line has, you can do the same thing resolving back to the one chord. So let's go ahead and take a listen to this one on the piano. Okay, so here it is again, and then I'll tell you what the chords are so that you can uh, kind of understand the context here. So you can probably hear the sidestep right at the end going into the one chord, but for context sake, this particular line starts right at the end of the bridge of Misty, and the actual official Errol Garner changes, Errol Garner wrote this tune, is it's B-flat major 7, there's a 2-5 to B-flat major 7, and then it goes to a sharp 4 diminished, that's an E diminished 7, and then F minor 7 is the 2, B flat 7 is the 5, and then to 1 to the last A section of Misty. So again, it's there's a 2, 5 to B flat major 7, which is where this line starts on B flat major 7. So B flat major 7, E diminished 7, F minor 7, B flat 7. Now, where the sidestep on this one is, is is right at the end there and i call this the sharp 11 sidestep context here because the line sounds like this and that right there that e natural would be the sharp 11 of the b flat 7 the five chord going to e flat major 7 but in the recording you can hear that it goes that's over the B flat major seven, and then that's over the E diminished seven, and then B minor seven, E seven. That's the side step right there. B minor seven, E seven. So instead of just treating that as a sharp 11 of the five chord, it's actually going side step. B minor 7, E7, arriving at E flat major 7. Now, that's the exact same type of sidestep we did before, right? If you remember correctly, you know, if we have a B flat 7 and we go a chromatic half step above to a B minor 7 and then an E7, that chromatically, E7, E natural, right? That's chromatic half step above E flat major 7 and it resolves down. Now, in this case, it's only one note that we're playing in the line that outlines this. So if you're a piano player or guitar player, this is something that you can add into the changes with your chordal harmony. But if you're a horn player, you can do more than that. You can land on that quote-unquote sharp 11, but superimpose that side step to 5 and play other notes as well to land into that E flat major seven. But I did want to just show you this other context of it, of how it can do the same thing, but arrive at the one chord, whereas before we are arriving at the four chord. Okay, so it's kind of a really cool line. One more time, I'll go ahead and play that, what it sounds like slowly so you can hear each chord change. So that's over the B flat major seven. So over the E diminished seven, and then, whoops. arriving back at the one chord. So it's really cool way just to add more texture, more harmonic movement into the the line itself. 
Okay, so now let's go to a, a different kind of sidestep altogether, and I call this one a chromatic 2-5, and you'll see what I mean in a second here. Uh, let's listen to the piano recording first. So pretty cool line in general, right? It's uh, you know v very awesome even outside of the sidestep, which I'll show you, but let's do it one more time. Okay, so the context of this particular line is actually in the last, uh, the last four bars. Oh no, yeah, the last four bars of the tune. So after we go, this is the last A, right? So we have E flat major seven, and then we have B flat minor seven, E flat seven to A flat major seven, D seven, D flat seven to E flat major seven to C minor 7, to F minor 7, B flat 7, E flat 7. And then the, the tune, the form is over, right? So we're really looking at E flat major 7, to C minor 7, to F minor 7, B flat 7, E flat major 7, which is basically a 1, 6, 2, 5 chord progression. Just a very common turnaround in jazz standards you should know about. Uh, that will lead you back to home base, okay? Now, in this particular case, though, in this particular line, the sidestep comes over top of the sixth chord. So we're, we're replacing the sixth chord with what I call a chromatic 2-5. So it goes E flat major 7 is the one chord. Then it goes F sharp minor 7, B7. Then F minor 7, B flat 7, E flat major 7. So essentially what we're doing, we're replacing the 6 with a 2-5 progression that is a chromatic half-step above the 2-5-1 progression that we are dealing with in E-flat major 7, the 2-5 being F minor 7, B-flat 7. So we're going a chromatic half-step above that and going F-sharp minor 7, B7. And it sounds good because it goes F-sharp minor 7, B7, F minor 7, B-flat 7. So they're just connecting to each other in chromatic half steps, and it really flows nicely. So this is a little bit of a different one than before that we're doing here. And so again, E flat major seven, chromatic half step above the F minor seven, then we hit the F minor seven, B flat seven, E flat major seven. So now let's play this line nice and slow for you so you can kind of hear uh, how we approach this melodically. So it starts on the E flat major seven, and then, and that's F sharp minor seven, B seven. So E flat major seven, okay, then we have this, this really cool line here. So that's over the F minor seven. Right, so the F minor seven, B flat seven, E flat major seven. But the sidestep happens right at the beginning. Right, really cool line there. So again, that's the chromatic to five, where instead of that six chord, we're going a half step above the two, five 
one, okay? So as a quick review, we have a sidestep that replaces essentially a five chord, and it's done by going a half step above it. So in our case, we had an E flat seven, and we played an E minor seven, A seven, which resolved a half step down to the four chord. And the second instance that we talked about is a chromatic 2-5 where we replace that 6 chord with a 2-5 chromatically above the actual 2-5. So F sharp minor 7, B7, to F minor 7, B flat 7, E flat major 7. So my challenge for you today that I want you to think about this week is take any ballad that you know fairly well already and see where you can maybe apply at least one instance of one of these sidesteps, and then compose a line that sounds good to you that outlines those additional changes in the sidestep that you're adding to the harmony. Remember, podcast episodes are great when you learn new little fancy tricks, but if you don't actually apply the information, you're not going to get much out of it. So make that your challenge this week is to add one of these sidesteps and compose a line for yourself so you can put this into practice and make sure that you understand the concept. All right, that's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you hanging out today and hope you got a lot out of this. Uh, Remember, action creates results. And like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, we have our LJS Inner Circle membership where we're actually studying the ballad Misty this month. And we study a new jazz standard every single month. But not only that, we do have uh, courses and practice programs that hundreds and hundreds of members playing all sorts of instruments are engaged in in a really vibrant community. It really is like the place for jazz geeks to hang out and learn and grow together. So if you are interested in that or you've been thinking about it for a while but just haven't committed to it, haven't committed to the investment in your jazz education, do so at ljsinnercircle.com. Sign up for a monthly or annual membership. We'd love to have you join us. As always, we're going to be coming out with another great episode next week. Look forward to having you back and happy practicing. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.